You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour Online Radio Broadcast With your on-air host Christopher Albert As heard only on Radio Free Brooklyn Happy Monday, y'all! You are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station, streaming original content by New York City artists and broadcasters, journalists, DJs, you name it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here uh, on Radio Free Brooklyn, where hosts and DJs retain total artistic freedom in the creation of their programs and shows. And of course, uh, here on Junk and Jam, the Junk and Jam Hour, um, it is my aim to highlight and share the impressive projects and imaginative contributions of the many talented underground and groundbreaking artists, entrepreneurs of all kinds from everywhere. I do have a very special guest in the Radio Free Brooklyn studio today. He is a content creator who has embarked on a fun venture as a producer and host of his very own cable TV show, Kick Back and Chill, a series that uncovers the journeys and successes of other creatives and their endeavors. And though he personally does not consider himself an artist he has appeared in six independent short and student films so far and was the recipient of bmcc's film festival of 2018 outstanding performance in a short film award now while he is currently working hard to attain a degree at brooklyn college uh, he is also involved in the nonprofit organization crossover project which offers support and resources to young men and women that help enable them to develop their god-given gifts and talents encouraging them to take on leadership and influence in their communities. Uh, we'll find out more about that as well. Please help me welcome producer and host and activist, apparently, uh, host of Kickback and Chill, Dejour, a.k.a. Day Thomas. Hello. What's going on, man? How you What's doing? What's going on? We'll get you some applauses there. We got to... <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for, for, for making it in. Yeah, I'm excited. You, you apparently chose to get here by your own <laughs> car service. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. you now? Is are you just? Were you running late, or you were just like, oh, I'm staying away from? No, I left the at train. One. I, 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 I left at one, and I said the way the trains are situated, the L go to 14, take the L. I'm yeah, like, you just I'll never know. Uber for eight dollars. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. way better. You know. And plus, you know, you're in your own space. Yeah, I'm in my own space. All right, so now you are now studying at Brooklyn College. You start? Did you start at BMCC first? Yes, I did. I went to Brook. I originally started at the College of Staten Island, located in Staten Island. Um, did a semester there. Things didn't work out as planned, so I decided yeah. to, you know what, keep it moving. Yeah, keep it moving. Went to Brooklyn College, and I said, you know what, let me just stumble across a few activities and let me see what I could possibly be interested in and possibly major in, you know, for the next upcoming years of my life. And I say, you know what? I'm still undecided. So I went there for two years as a liberal arts major. That's mainly yes, for undecided. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, you know what? I like media, but I'm already doing it. So I say, you know what? Let me go to school for something different. Like, what are some other things I'm interested in? So now I'm currently at Brooklyn College as an exercise science major. Yes. For physical therapy. I just feel like I want to be all around. I want to. I feel like I can do it all. You know, why limit yourself? And, um, you know, I, I, I can see myself doing physical therapy in the next five, ten plus years of my life. Okay. So now you're in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the host. In the meantime, man. you're just doing it all. Doing, doing um, it well, all. you know the thing is, you can still produce 
And everything you learn in school, whether it's regard to physical therapy, obviously there's biology and physiology involved yeah. in that. And he's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've yeah, written I'm not, papers. Uh, I'm science classes, man. <laughs> you know, all of that informs your work anyway. Right. Right. Now, you, as a producer of Kickback and Chill, you uncover talented individuals, um, as you say, projects and the journey behind them coming up. What was the influence behind the show? Like, why did you start the show? I know you started, you're not that old. You're yeah, still a young I'm man. I'm 22, man. <laughs> but you started in media. Yeah, I started I started at the the, the age of 19. Um, but like I said, it all came from BMCC. That's why I'm happy I went. It all started with an audition. Um, I saw the I saw the audition poster at the school. So you know I'm gonna go. I have to be in the area anyway. Went to the audition. Um, keep the long story short, I got the audition. Yes. Um, I was on a show called The Spotlight for at least what two years. Had a uh-huh. great time. Um, but I said, you know what? If it's an opportunity to create my own show and grow, let me do that. Um, so we parted ways. Um, I still pay- <laughs> I we mean, parted ways. Or you you know sometimes it just happens that it's. N- it's even bigger it's i guess it's not as simple as just parting ways you just okay i have other things to do yeah my time here was great i learned what i had to learn and i, and I really did i always pay homage to them at the end of the day um and i said you know what it's time to create something um and to think of the title of the show it was not easy i was like i need something that's gonna catch people's attention you you say that yeah but at the end of the day you really just have to meditate and just let it come to you. How did kick back and chill come to you? You know what it was? It was from the idea of sitting on the couch. I was yeah. Like, what am I doing? Like I had to really sit and I was like, kick back and chill. I mean, that's what we doing, right? I mean, yeah. I-, I wanted to change the theme because on Spotlight, I was sitting at a desk, which I have no problems with, but I wanted to give my guests a, a vibe, like a a man cave vibe, yeah. like a chill, laid back vibe. So I said, we got the couch, we kicking back, yeah. we having fun. And 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 as a host of your own show, yeah, you you learn, and this is your party, right? And whoever you invite over, they're invited, right? They're invited to you the know function. bring the snacks, yeah. you know, come dance, come show off your talent, whatever it is, right? So you're having fun. Yes, I'm having fun, man. It's real fun. You know, it, it's yours, you know, and then you have the opportunity to network with so many other people, yeah. And, yeah. So now, when we think of, well, I guess people in general, but let's talk about audience. Well, I guess even, forget audience, just people in general, right? right. Especially when they're observant of your work, right. of anybody's work, television, theater, music. Right. We always just see the end product of a project, right? right. Um, whether, you know, again, whether it's music, it's an album, it's a TV program, um, an art piece, you know? It's easy to forget about the journey, the challenges that the creator had to go through or overcome just to get it done, yeah. just to get it produced. Yes, what sir. has been some of your challenges to producing a show? Um, Being consistent uh, during okay. the first give and go and just being prepared, the pre-production stage. Um, my first episode, I remember I hated it, didn't want it to air it. <laughs> um, but with my... My uncle Stan right behind me. He was like, you know, he decided we'll, we'll tweak it up because my show yeah, is there's always a way to edit it. Right? Yeah, there's always edit a way. To, the good parts. That's why I learned from all you guys. You know, there's a way to edit it. And he said, moving forward, you have to really sit down and take time to figure out what's going to be, what's going to happen on your next episode, and how do you want it to go. And I've learned that. I've learned that the hard way during the first two episodes, which is fine. Yeah, and then after a while, I was like, you know what? I, I need to take some time to develop it because that's when I had my. Um, what's before the before you get a season? I think it's your single. I believe you got to submit a single oh, and like then a pilot. Yeah, pilot. So I submitted the pilot. And I said, you know what? It's time that I just give myself two months to, you know, develop the show. So I did two months of pre-production. 
And then once all the I, logistics, the booking, right, figuring right. out how it's going to, yeah. Yeah. Once I got that down packed, I went into my third episode and I said, you know what? I know exactly what to do. And along the way, people started seeing the content on social media, on TV, and they're just so enthralled by the way I do interviews and the way I um, have my guests. And I always tell my guests at the end of the day, like, we just having a conversation with just different camera yeah. angles in the studio. Just have fun with it. Don't yeah. be nervous. Don't be shy. Um, yeah. We also have performances as well. You know, it's just all about planning it out, you yeah. know, and just making sure that your not only your guests, but your audience are having a great time when they stop by the function. Right. And 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 sometimes just even putting it together, you yourself can forget yes. to have fun doing it. Yeah. And enjoy the process. Show your personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what have some of the lessons you've learned so far? Mm, lessons I've learned from doing Kickback. I mean, we, we're about to be in our third season, but I would say the lesson I've learned is that have fun number one yeah have fun with it you know trust the process and just know that if you mess up it is okay just learn from your mistakes and, and just know how you can get better so yeah just say that's one the second one is do everything with a purpose and know your why i got that from that's young right. boss got that from young boss okay. media okay because she even said when she saw my first episode she was like it could be better um and you always have to ask yourself which is what you're supposed to be doing right look this is a, a something i created I re- respect mm-hmm. what you think. Yeah. Have a look at it. Yeah. She always said, put time and energy into your work. This is your piece. Yeah. You know, this it's is going to show. She said, treat it like a homework assignment. Yeah. You know, like if you don't do it properly, you're not going to get a good grade. Yeah. So I decided to always treat my work like one, like it's a live show Two, like it's like the last show I ever have. Yeah. You know, I always try to treat it like a season finale. Like <laughs> the last show yeah. it's live. We have to go in, yeah. you know. So that's that. Do everything with a purpose. Make know your each why. And every episode, the headliner. Right. <laughs> Do you know your audience? Who is you? Who would your audience be if, if you had one? Yeah. So my audience, um, after doing the demographic two, or not, my demographics, I would say, was seeing the ages of eighteen to thirty-four. Yeah. Um, I think the highest. I guess grade. I'm not watching your show anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not. You're young, man. You young. <laughs> you young, man. I mean, anybody can stop by the function, even if you're in your forties and fifty. You can stop by the that's function right, and have some. I tell people there's no age limit to having fun, man. That's right. There's no age limit to having fun, man. Just come to the function. See, have your fun. audience, and, and and I do the same thing with mine. Mm-hmm. If you know, keep an open mind. If you're interested of learning another artist's story mm-hmm. in a fun way, right? Tune in. Right. Just tune in. <laughs> We're gonna have fun. Is there a? I know you had lots of guests. Um, uh, any any favorites you've had so far? I know you've had a few um, of all kinds. I mean, everyone's a favorite to me. I mean, I always tell them at the end of the day, you know, you can always stop by the function at any time, you know, always come back. Um, it's always been great. Um, you have some of your friends stopping by the function. They have the opportunity to be on TV for the first time. And they just have, they're just so amazed that, wow, you gave them that opportunity to do so. Um, I would say out of all the people I've had on my show from season one to two, I would say 75% of people are from social media. Yeah. 25% right. are people that I know. You know, and that's actually another good thing too is that when you utilize social media to the best of your ability, when you're doing it and you're using it with the yeah. purpose, you know, eventually it's gonna get out there because every guest you have on your show, they're taking, they're reposting pictures, reposting yeah. videos from the from the show, and people from their social feeds when they see and they're like, oh wow, this is hot. Yeah, who is this kid? What is this about? Yeah, and when you get DMs and comments and like, oh my god, your show is amazing. I'd love to be a part of it. I want to stop by and see the show live in person. 
You know, we have a great audience that always stops by. We sometimes have the same people come. Yeah. Um, Which is good. Yeah. You know, I always, my goal is to definitely have like a real, real big audience to the point where it's like, yo, okay, we're at max. Yeah. Unfortunately, no one's come in. And you know, I, I want to get to that point, but then it, the sad part about that part is then when you have to turn people away, especially when they're traveling from our, tra- commuting from far. Yeah. So, I mean, well, well, what you do is you could always do like an Eventbrite situation. I have. And you know, where, where there's limited tickets. Right. So that way they know there's no more, <laughs> there's no more space available. Yeah, I did that for season three. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I had a series um, in season two, I had Fragile Wildfire Production. I had two other shows. Those shows were sold out because they had a friend. They, you know, it was, you know, that saying, tell a friend to tell a friend yeah, to tell a friend. Yeah. So everybody's saying like, had, hey, yeah, that's good. I'm going Word to a mouth. show and friends like, hey, it's, I know it's last minute, but can my friend come to a show? And I say, yeah, no problem. I had a couple of shows in season two that was sold out. The the, the reunion was some, it wasn't that sold out. Yes, dumb. you had a reunion. Tell us about that. Yeah, it wasn't well, that sold out. So the reunion. Now was the reunion like a big finale? Yes. To the season season two yeah. or the opening to season three. So the reunion is pretty much. I decided to do a reunion because I felt like before I go into season three, I need something. So I noticed I didn't do it at the season one. So I said at the season, I was like, "What about a reunion?" I said, "You know what? Let me get season one and season two coming together, reminiscing about old memories of the show. Uh, we'll have performances." So I had everybody come back to the function, have some. I call it the function. The it's function. like the kickback and chill area. You know, that's what Welcome. it is. The function. So I had everybody come back to the function. Um, the interviews were amazing. Um, the performances, the laughter. You had people in the audience that never met me for the first time. So they was able to get an idea of what the show's about. You know, like I said, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And then we had the Eventbrite situation. We had people see it on TV, like the little commercial. And um, I'm excited. I even sometimes get emails from people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. That's hard work. So now you are, well, congratulations on everything, on even having Thank you. a reunion and coming up on your third season. Now you still are a young man, again. Right. Whose mother yeah. oftentimes accompanies you to set, right? How important, first, shout out to mom, by the way. Yes. She's a dental hygienist, yeah? Yes. Yes. So obviously hers and yours teeth are on fleek. On fleek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they better be. Got to. Yeah. Games. How important is it for you to have her support it's important you know to because those are memories you know you're trying to capture and those memories you know you feel like you may not ever get again yeah. i'm always happy she, shared she, memories yeah right? she, she creates time you know i even had my dad you know come you know come at time nice. come when he when he can my mom gets off early on friday so she figured you know even if i could just stop by and stay for a couple of minutes before i have to go run my errands i'm gonna do that let me check out the set she's yeah. usually behind the scenes when we're setting up you know in the studio in the um conf- in the control room yeah. understand um, I just like that, you know. I just love the fact that her presence is there. You know, it helps me out a lot. You know, the support is real. Yeah. Not just from her, but from my friends as well. Yeah. Well, well, and speaking of the world around you, family, friends, how influential have they been in the creation of your content? It's been like, great. Um, I just love their feedback. You know, they encourage me to continue to keep going each and every step of the way. Nice. Um, it's very important. I mean, not not all art. I know you don't call yourself an artist, yeah, but you no. are. You are. To a certain extent, you really yeah. are. You know, a, a creator of any kind. Yeah. You know, you, you you work hard. You sit there. You you're a writer. You're a producer. You're an editor. Mm-hmm. You're a curator. Right, curator. <laughs> you know, but not everyone understands. And and I know you're looking forward to more pragmatic endeavors. Right. You know, like the physical therapy. But and 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 even that is just another. Well, 
another use of your many talents, right? right? But you know, not everybody comes from a supportive environment. They usually have to navigate these waters by themselves, right? You know, so and that's an amazing gift, right? To have. Um, now, you again, you you inter you interview people. You I, I guess hang out with people of all kinds of all yeah. artists of all kinds on the couch. Uh, musicians, writers, lyricists, publishers, entrepreneurs, podcasters. Are these individuals of color? Or they're just artists of all kinds. I mean, did you start out or have kickback and chill for a specific artist who might go underrepresented no, on um, another platform? I feel like it's not just mainly catered to um, people of color. I never would limit myself to that. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. if, if I was going on a platform, I wouldn't want to somebody somebody say, oh, we cannot have a certain color, a certain race on our platform. Oh, yeah, I would yeah. feel like I don't care yeah. kind of way. So it's open to anybody. Um you know, it normally starts with just the DMs, you know, the Instagram DMs and uh, the emails. And um, I, I always have a, a, a wide variety of people, you know, and I always tell them they're, they're more than welcome to bring friends and family to the show. Yes. Um, I don't limit myself to anybody. Everybody's, everybody has talent, no matter what race or color you are. So stop by the function at any given time and just have some fun. All right. I like that. I like that. Now, again, Kickback and Chill is coming up on the third season. Yes, it is. Uh, that's this week. Uh-huh. What is so different about maybe this new season that audiences of the previous two seasons can look forward to? Well, um, uh, for people that didn't see the commercial, it's going to be more laughter, more interviews, um, more audiences. Um, I will say we have something big coming out at the ending of season three. You know, yes. I, I don't want to spoil it yet, but you got to stay tuned. But. We have something big. Um, we have a big special guest. We might even switch it up. Um, we might add some educational, you know, things in there. Nice. You know, I just feel like, you know, we might throw in some financial literacy, you know, episode with that. You know, yeah. I feel like that's that's key. You know, with, you know, if you don't have any, without financial literacy, anything I'm doing really doesn't mean anything if you don't have yeah. a good sort of knowledge. Any literacy, that. right? Yeah, any form of literacy. So, so, so have you gotten then to the place you wanted to not just share other people's talents and you know this is a place that they could come and share that and you know this is a place you you know not only you um but other people can discover um all these underground artists but now it seems like you're out of place okay now that we're here and we have this going mm -hmm. not only what's next but i guess how can we also not just make this entertaining but informative um yes and that's why we, we were um we're having a financial literacy episode because you know you're so used to kick back and chill being the the entertainment show and the theme itself is entertainment which is cool no problem i like it but at some point let's try to throw in something new like a little curveball that people wouldn't expect and not only something like financial literacy is not going to just benefit me but it benefit the audience the viewers you know i'm the one that's learning too i'm the one that's acquiring many knowledge yeah from this person while i'm on set so if i can do it you can do it yeah. you know you came to my show for entertainment come to my show for you know some financial literacy because at the end of the day this is going to make us financially successful in the next upcoming years i like that i like that but so more to come it's a lot of more, more to come a little sneak peek so 
obviously a lot coming up um, down the pipeline for kickback and chill. Right. Again, congrats. Now, are you 21 or 22? I'm 22. <laughs> I started when I was 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you've gotten all, all the your first drink and all that good stuff out of the way already? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's not all that I mean, I, I, never, up I didn't get drunk, but uh, I took a drink before. <laughs> so now you are a, as they say, a millennial? Yes, yes. <laughs> mm. Is this a title that you wear proudly or do you do you feel like people have like a misconception uh, about the, the youngest generation coming up? I mean, I don't let the word millennial uh, uh, define me. Yeah. I'm just a 22 year old young black man in New yeah. York City. So I just go about my day and just yeah. tell people like, my name is Dejour. This is who I am. The way you present yourself, the way people are going to perceive you. Um, right, right. But I do say with this young generation, it, it's it's crazy. You know, with social media and the new technology, yeah. they're taking advantage of it. You know, I you know you hear a lot from a lot of people, especially your parents or even people like yourself. You may say, "Oh, well, I didn't have this growing up." Yeah. You know, and when you have things like this, like a radio station, um, a TV network, where you have the opportunity to create your own content without with no limits. Yeah. That's something you didn't have. So I would say take advantage of the opportunity. The opportunity is there. You yeah. just got to be. You know, you just can't be lazy. You have to go out there yeah. and do it. Yeah. You know, there's no other way out. That's why I created the hashtag opportunities being created. Because yeah. instead of waiting for something like there's no need to wait, there's so much things around, around there's you. There's always every no yeah. should lead you to your next place. To Every no should lead to your next. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So that, that that's, that's a good place to be. You know, when when we think about everything that we could mm-hmm. we just choose not to take for granted you know right. we're very grateful for the opportunities and yes people not just yourself but people before you have worked hard so that it can be easier yeah for you yeah your hard work is going to lead to like multiple connections from different people so what do you feel are some of the challenges obviously there's a lot of things a young person like yourself who's resourceful mm-hmm. can take advantage of but what are some of the challenges uh, that you feel are today uh, are affecting the youth what are some challenges that are affecting the youth um I would say mm, that's a good question I feel like some of the challenges um, that's affecting the youth nowadays is feeling like they don't have nobody to go to okay. you know and what I mean by that is let's say you're a type of person where if you want to start something, but you don't know how to do it, you know, because they don't know how to do it. Do you feel, I'm sorry, yeah. we're eating on air, <laughs> having some unsalted almonds. So I guess this goes back to, okay, having lots of things at your disposal. And I guess they call it, you know, the generation. And, and you know, we're uh, beneficiaries of it too, mm-hmm. the technology and having everything at our grasp when we want it. Yeah. So, do you feel like that has hindered maybe the progress of how people communicate? Yeah, like nowadays, a lot of people don't even communicate in person no more. Everything is through phone. You know, like if you're going to meet up with somebody, you're going through social media, you're going through your phone. If you're waiting for somebody, you Mm -hmm. know, you're on your phone 24-7. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you're you're with somebody, you know, whether it's just a friend, girlfriend, Mm -hmm. boyfriend, you want that alone time like put the social media down like let's just hang out but because we're so caught up in instagram and oh what did i post how many views i got how many likes i got how many shares that i get you know we often oftentimes neglect 
the person in front of us. Right. So I would say that's one of the biggest cons. Do you consciously have to tell yourself, okay, I'm putting this down? I had to put a limit. Being in the, in the moment. I had to honestly put my put a limit on myself on Instagram and social media. So I said to myself, okay, if I'm not doing anything at the current moment, like I'll scroll through social media, do what I have to do. For anybody that know who follows me on social media, I, I use social media for a purpose. If you follow my personal yes. and business, you'll see like both of my, see both. Um, but I said to myself, 10, 15 minutes on Instagram. But within those 10, 15 yep. minutes, utilize everything to the best of your ability. You know, whether it's, you know, posting pictures about the show, maybe taking a quick selfie. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Setting a promo out, letting people know like you're interested in coming. Stop by at any given time, you know, just don't let social media take most of your time and energy away. Especially if you're not utilizing it to the best of your ability. Yeah, I like that. It, it's funny because it look, I, I found a study on the Wall Street Journal. Right. That that labels the millennials or the therapy generation. In and in, in one of the stereotypes about millennials is mm-hmm. that they are unmanageable, particularly in the workforce, because they are impatient or lazy and feel entitled. Yeah. <laughs> right to get everything they want at the same time when they want it, but. Are moreover they 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 do it? Um, they say that the underlying purpose is the addiction to their cell phones. Yes, and so it's not just this easy thing of calling people lazy or impatient. We're just so used to having it, there. right? So it does come back to communication, and 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 you saying that one of the challenges people feel like they can't, you know, they don't have anybody to go to, and one of the things that they stress is a lot of millennials suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. But this could be a consequence. Right. You know, just always being stuck on your phone and not knowing how to communicate or if you could. Or even just comparing yourself so easily to others that live online. Right. Seeing the real picture of being in the moment with others in real life. Right. I, I mean, you know how you have not just teenagers, but you have you have people in today's generation where if they don't have their phone on them. They feel phoneless. They don't know what to do. It doesn't feel right to go about your day or go about 30 minutes to an hour without your phone. We're so used to taking it out and sending that text, sending that call, or just being on social media. It doesn't feel right. And that's all goes back to what you were saying, being impatient. You can't be impatient because one, that's not you're not going to get anywhere with that. Yeah. Um, no one's going to want to work with you if you're constantly impatient. Everything takes time. Like, look at my show. I started season one. I didn't think I'll make it all the way to season two. I didn't think I would stay consistent for now. Well, that was one of the things you were saying, right? Is is consistency and and persistence. Right. Because we don't always, again, we don't always see the The end result. result. The end goal, yeah. But we have to know that, you know, to get to C, you have to get to point B. Exactly. Yeah, because like with my show, people only see the nice setup, the interviews. You know, they don't know. They don't see what happens. During commercial break yeah. They don't see You know What goes on before In the pre-production stage All they're seeing is The current And the future So when yes. I was in season one They saw The moment Now We're in our, we're now In season three March 13th They're gonna be seeing The future So now they're able To compare the difference Okay This kid started This way Yes Now he's did it this way Yeah But they didn't see The pre-production stage The team meetings yeah. the, the production meetings The you know the contact of people because you know it's, it's a lot you know whether people contact you or you contact them you got to really establish an agreement yeah. with them knowing that okay this is you ha- they have to make sure they know what they're getting themselves into it's a lot you know yeah. it's not a one two 
big process. Like it really takes time, and that's why um, Stan and Young Boss, you and everybody else told me like really treat your show like put time and energy into it because yeah. you can't half-ass it. You're not because you're not going to get anywhere. So, do you feel obviously as a well-adjusted? Yeah. Man, and obviously that that's a, a credit and attribution to yeah. your parents right. and yourself, Thank right? You. I mean, choices are choices, right? But obviously, for yourself, you feel like it's important to have attained mentorship, right? And were you gonna say something? Oh no, I, I agree. I, I love I love mentorship. Now, the the positive thing about being a millennial, they do say the millennials are a rising generation, right? Of being smart. And highly ambitious mm-hmm. individuals, you know, they they seem more empathetic, mm-hmm. which is a good thing to have empathy. You know, especially when we're living in a world where every, you know, there's so many there's so many problems, mm-hmm. and we can look at our own problems, and in comparison to someone else's, our problems seem trivial. Mm-hmm. But yes, so millennials are more empathetic, diverse, and eager to make and have a social impact. Right. But but for some. There's just so many anxieties holding them back. So they're saying that a lot, there are a lot more, and it's a good thing, millennials, um, the younger generation seeking therapy when they need it. Right. So there's not like this stigma of, of seeking help, at least. Mm-hmm. So so I, I think it just goes back to what you were saying. Yes, maybe they feel like there's no one they can talk to, but I think they're more open to seeking mm-hmm. help at least Mm-hmm. Trying to find someone they can talk to if they feel like they can't right. talk to anyone around them. So now I want to talk to because speaking of social change, right, <laughs> and and having an impact. Right. I know you aren't just a recipient, right, but you also are very giving of your time, right. Talk a little bit about the crossover project. Yeah, so I started with them back in 2015, 2016, one of those, and um. Pretty much, they they hold basketball tournaments yeah. each and every month. Sometimes they'll take a break, um, but they pretty much, you know, told me what the program is about, and I was just, I was just really excited to know like what they was doing and their mission and what they what they were doing behind it. Um, so I started with them, and I would just like check in with them every month, pretty much stating, nice. okay, this is the school I want to go to. I'm still unsure uh, what I want to do in my life, but yeah. I feel like I still want to go and progress. You know, there was a time in my life where I wasn't in school and that made me upset because it's like damn you know this year and a now, half now when you say you weren't in, this was after high school yeah after after um college of Staten Island oh got it okay yeah, so this was this was a time where I was out of school and this is where I met them so I'm just like okay God is telling me something like meet these people and see how they can help you yeah and they've definitely helped me a lot because they try to make sure that each and every person who's playing basketball in their gym they just let them know like listen everyone has a gift yeah. You know, you you have to really discover your gift. And once you discover your gift, take full advantage of it. Yeah. See how you can not only make money with it, but how you how can you how can you impact people's lives? Right. So right. when they started to see that I started from a kid who was just only about basketball to now doing a show, it was just kind of like a spark. It was like, oh snap. We didn't it's like they didn't see like how how it happened, you know, because now it's like he don't talk about basketball anymore. He talks about hosting, doing a yeah. show. He's was he was a co-host. Now he has his own show. So they feel like when they see progression and they see results, they've done their job. You know, it's all about identifying. This is all this goes out to all the 
athletes or even non-athletes out there everyone has a gift yeah. outside of their their chosen profession chosen their favorite hobby sport sure. whatever yeah you know so i'm happy i joined them because that had led to me you know helping other individuals within crossover project you know telling them my story and how i got started with my show because when people hear that oh you have a tv show man that, that's really it's really fun that's really dope but yeah. how did you get started yeah you know it's always that how did you get started but you get, yeah. like you said they always see the end result but yeah. they didn't see the the work that was put in yeah. within these two seasons now going into a third season yeah and 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 just with the crossover project i know that they help provide services to young men and women so that they could help achieve yeah. their potential and then they help young adults attain high school education diploma or gd if they haven't yes. already they train in life skills and leadership um and also you know you know spread that message of how can you give back to the community now uh part of the 29 days program yes specifically you volunteered again you hosted and and I guess this was a combination of both. You hosted and interviewed their basketball players, right? Yeah. Um. We we I only did um. Well, he well, he's not a basketball player. I mean, he used to play. I mean, he plays for fun. But we we just started that out. That was what two summers ago. And pretty much um, we just wanted to try out. Richie tell his story as well. And they figured, yo, we have Dejour. Like, yeah. He's he's a host himself. Like, he can do it. So they had told me. They told me the prog- The what's gonna happen? You know. You know. They told me the backstory and everything. So I was I was definitely up for it. Uh, it was nice. We we filmed it in Central Park. A lot of people nice. was wondering like what the hell is going yeah. on. Like where's As all these always, cameras? Whenever you're filming something, you yeah. always it's always that. What's intrigue. going on? They're very intrigued to know what's going on. So we filmed it. You know, we edited. Um, I was able to release. A lot of people loved the interview because it was it was real raw and authentic as well. Um, we're we're still doing more, but with the 29 days situation. We do that, what, once a month. Um, we used to do that in Jersey at a house, at our friend's house. Now we're doing it in the barbershop. I mean, what other better place can nice. you be at the barbershop? Yeah. It's a male yeah. sanctuary yeah. right there, you know? <laughs> but so, now. So how important is it for you then to be able to tell these, to help these men, these young men tell their I mean, stories? It, 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 it's definitely it's definitely useful. Because look, at the end of the day, if crossover helped me, it could definitely yes, help yeah. another individual. Yeah. Hosting may not be for you, yeah. you know? But Maybe something else. You may love basketball, but may want to get into media. May want to start your own cooking business. Yeah, I, I don't know. Want to yeah. start your own restaurant. You know, but you may feel like, how can I do that? Yeah, you do both. Who says you can't? Don't yeah. limit yourself in this world. You know, don't ever settle for less. Yeah, you know, everyone but you, has. Guests. But even when you say that, and, and and you talk about finding your own path, your own talents, and how you can use that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, one of the things that you say the, the crossover project has helped you with is how can you have an impact, not just on your own endeavors, but on other people's lives, right? right. Now, you also helped with meal prep and serving? Um, Yes. So anytime we have like games, I would normally meal prep with either I help with meal prep, I'll help with scoring, I hope we're giving out the IDs. Like you name it, I'm just, just trying to be there, have my presence felt there. Yeah. Speaking to the guys, the want to have a conversation but it's a fun event to be at you know it's nothing but guys coming together to play you know playing basketball you know the game we all love and just having fun it's never beef it's always fun it's always a good vibe nice i love it so congratulations by the way Thank on you. all not just your endeavors let's we got you some more applauses here ah mm-hmm. kick back and chill coming up 
third season. Let's talk about some of the projects you worked on. I, I, yes. mean, I know you have many. Mm. Now you, and I guess this goes back to not just having an engaging, insightful, and entertaining, or being a part of you know projects that mm-hmm. do so, but also informative or or have a message. You once were part of the short comedic film by Janae Laster. Yeah, Young Advocates. Young Advocates, yes. Uh, your character was caught stealing, yeah. confronted, pulled out a gun, yeah. and was subsequently uh, asked if you wanted to be viewed as just a young black hoodlum Negro in society with brains. <laughs> 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 Do you feel like that there are other young brothers and sisters out there who feel like that they are nothing more? Well, I, I would say that, well, the question is, why do you look at yourself right. or feel that way? Yeah. How do you, why do you look or you feel feel that way? You know, that's the first question you want to ask yourself. Once you find the answer to that solution, ask yourself how can I change that? You know, it's always going to be hard for a young black for young black. It's men conditioned. It's, it's conditioned. instilled inside them. It could start from home, right? And then that just continues in the outside world. You know, you ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, you have yeah, the whole. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but it happens to a lot. And a lot of young you, uh, men and women, right? Doesn't matter white, black, whatever. Mm-hmm. They could come from damaged homes or people who don't believe in them, whether you know outsider. Mm-hmm. And then you know sometimes they don't. Again, like this goes back in a circle. Maybe they don't find that support. Right. Right. So you're saying, be more. Con- you know, you can have the choice yeah. to be conscious about it and then make a decision. Yeah. Um. But you know, carry yourself properly when you're in yeah. the streets. You know, present yourself properly. My mom was always uh big on that. Yeah, you have to present yourself. Even on the show, she was like, "Yo, you got to look presentable." Yeah, sure. I ain't gonna lie, I sounded like her for a minute. No, not <laughs> well. I'm, you know, shout mom. You know, she always said you have to present yourself properly, not on your show. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when yeah. you're in the street, always remember. That's <laughs> you know, for mom. Yeah, but um, present yourself properly. At the end of the day, when you're you're very, you're well known as the host of Kickback Show, Carius, you are a brand. So we can't have a brand just out here, out and about. Not presenting himself properly because right. now if people you are representative of right your mother right. of your school of your show yeah. of because when people school, see you yeah. yeah when people see you act a certain way they always question the parent they've been like damn where well, where, to, where does this kid right. and that's not necessarily does he have reflective. home training does he have manners right. right but then the parents are like they don't know what the kid is doing outside when they leave their house to go to school go to yeah, work yeah you don't always have control over that right you don't know what the hell they doing. So, you have kickback and chill. What are some, um, you know, I guess, you, you know, we're in leading up to the next past the five years. Mm-hmm. We know we have an idea of what you want to do and what you want to continue doing and how you want to mm-hmm. continue growing just as a content producer. Mm-hmm. But what are, in, in terms of producing content, what are some of your media content goals that you haven't achieved yet. Mm, me achieve goals. So, at some point, I would love to be like at like a bigger network. Sure. I can see myself like doing shows for MTV, BET, yeah. um, you know, shows like that. I always said to myself with this media stuff, I would love to be like on the Breakfast Club, Sway mm. in the Morning, um, Angie Martinez, you know. I, I think was, it's a good it's it's always a good idea right to have an idea yeah of how you know and, and we were just talking about this of how not just 
I guess, in general of how the, how you want the world to see you. But of course, as a creator, right? Yo, this is where I belong. This is where I can see me being at. Mm. And then it's such it's such a good idea to have that idea and for it to be crystal clear and to be very specific about it mm-hmm. about those goals and it sounds like you have that right because not many people do right you know we're, we work amongst many yeah and not pe- a, a lot of people don't get there or they don't right. even see that yet they're not even thinking that far ahead mm-hmm. you know or, of having that intent or having that goal right do you, have you what has now I know you 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 say a lot of people have you know emailed you and specifically what has that reception been to kick back and chill and everything you've created so it's far? crazy to say that I had an email on my way on my way over here um wanting to inquire about the show um and it, 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 that's probably what the fifth or sixth not email but a mixture of both contacting me you know DMs emails comments um it's fun I, I like it You know yeah. But The only thing I like about these people that They come prepared You know You you oftentimes You'll have somebody Just contact you and say Yo I want to be on your show My dude Who are you Yeah You know It's all about introducing like, It all goes back to you, Presenting you know yourself properly exactly. you, you know, know how we roll. It all goes back to Presenting yourself properly So Here's here's my bio Here's what I want And they Ask specifically that. Like this, this Here's my website This person This person that sent this to me It's a media company I'm not going to mention them um, you know, out of respect for them, you know, they send me everything. Good evening, hope all is well. You know, this is what we do. And we just wanted to know about the show and how we can possibly be guests on the show. They send me bio, yeah, website, that's what you're to Instagram, do. Yes. website. That's how you introduce yes. yourself. Also, another lady, too. So it's like I've had. But me- even when even when I'm producing. Right. Because we get I get a lot of submissions. Oh, you do? I, I go through the submissions. Right. And obviously I do more. You know, I can do more mm-hmm. on the radio and produce these more than I can do television. You know, especially mm-hmm. when 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 you're doing it all on your own. But if I can't find, you know, it, it, I like when I it, send me as much as you can. Yes, don't just and, say and, and, I want to come on. Yeah, and I mean, what 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 would the purpose be? Obviously, what you do see I somebody, get They have they have projects, they have music. Mm-hmm. You know that they're on their grind. You know that they're hustling mm-hmm. and. and and you know, you want to be, because my whole thing is, I'm not going to. Yes, I, I want my guest to have fun, yeah. to have fun, right, and to be entertained. But I want them to be entertaining as well. Right. I want them to be engaging. I want them to be again informative to my own audience. Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously. You try your best to put on a show that you yourself would enjoy, but mm-hmm. obviously that your audience would enjoy. Right. So have there been any like you're like, no, I don't I don't think we can Absolutely. Absolutely. Um this sounds I wouldn't even respond, to be honest with you. It's you just, just like don't. why bother? Yeah. It's just like, okay, this is how I do it. If you hit me with the if you let me not say hit you. Well, if you contact me stating, um, Yo, your show is dope. I want to come on. Okay, it's like one. Who are you? Right? Yeah. I'll look at your Instagram. If I feel like you just want to get on just to get on, there's nothing really we can discuss. Yeah. It's a waste of my time. Because at the end of the day, I have studio space. I got four hours in the studio. That's And that's not very long. (laughs) You know, man. It's not. Like 28 minutes can go by quick, you know. But at the end of the day, 
my time is valuable. Everybody's time, everybody should value their time. Right. If you're just trying to get on, just going, you're wasting my time. And that time spent talking to you could be time spent talking to someone that's informing me with something. I'm learning something from them as opposed to you just trying to get on for some TV time. You know, I mean, it's not shade towards anybody, but that's how I sometimes feel. No, right. It, it's not. But at the end of the day, this is the world. Have your shit right. together. Yeah. Even if you don't have everything. Yeah, like you just, have something. Yeah, and, it, and, I'm not asking for a paragraph. Just, just introduce yourself. Like, hello, who, my name is such and such, and I want to get on the show. Like, introduce yourself properly. You yeah. know, like you said, pre- being presentable is is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I've seen some of your episodes, and you're always and 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 it is. It's being gracious with the platform, but also you want people to be open with their stories. And their projects, mm. and and as long as it's important to them, and there's a story to tell, and there's a message, that that's what makes the show as well. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have guests come in, and not only do they have these projects, but they already they also have an inspiring story to tell. You did an interview um, um, with Zen, uh, Zentaya. Zentaya, yeah, Zentaya, so. uh, Fast Heart Collection magazine. Yeah, her birthday was the the other day. Happy birthday to her! Happy birthday! Mm-hmm. Is it Zentaya? Zentaya. Zentaya. Uh, we met her. Uh, also, an- another young uh, woman who has a, a fascinating, inspiring story. Yeah. The magazine is still out there, right? What uh, do you know? Um, I should have wrote it down here. I didn't know which which magazine it was. Which um, which actual number it was? I think it's eight. Number eight. Yeah. Anyway, they could always go to Fast Heart Collection. What do we learn about Day Thomas in the article if we don't that we don't already know? <laughs> um, pretty much everything I stated earlier. Um, the host himself, how he got started, um, what's next for him? Um, I, I like how you like to talk. So, so by the way, do you do you do you do your own posts, your own social media posts? Yes, I do. Because it's funny because. I like how you're saying he. I'm like, are you are you used to talking about yourself in third, third person? person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try that sometimes. I, I, I think I think it's a professional way, especially when you use like the, the sure, kickback show, sure, like, sure. Instagram. Uh, I have some sometimes I have somebody run it for me, but um, excuse me, operate it for me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like talking. It's not bad. But then like in on my personal Instagram, I use first person myself because yeah, I use my personal. Yeah. You know, but even on my personal, I post my business Instagram. So. With Fast Heart, you'll really much just saying how... That's fastheart.com, by fastheart. the way. Fastheart.com. Um, make sure you go check out our magazine. But um, you would see how Dijon got started, how how he got started with the show, people he had on the show that whom she may know, and what's next. And she asked me some of my favorite hobbies. She asked me who do I admire and idolize in the media world. That's her, Terrence J. I'm a big fan of him and his work ever since 106 and Park. What else can you see in that magazine? That's pretty much it. Everything. Um, my life growing up. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was bad as hell. Um, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Well, but now in 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 hindsight, right? When you look back, right? And and I know I I I came from a, a broken home too. <laughs> right. Not that you did, but you know, our parents did what they had to do. Absolutely. Um, for us to get here. Right. Is there anything you would change? Anything I would change? Um, anything I would change growing up? No, because everything molded me into the right. man I am today. I mean, right. I wasn't bad, bad to the point where I was like 
going juvie or anything. I mean, I was bad to the point where they kept contacting my parents growing up. That's how bad ah. I was. But um, everything molded so me. You, so when we're talking about a bad past... I didn't have a bad this past. This wasn't... I enjoyed it, though. This wasn't environmental. This was your own doing. This is just me being me. I'm a little just kid. What do you want me to brat. do? You know, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I mean, but you know what's bad about what you're being allowed a to troubled do? kid growing yeah. up? Is that teachers... Yeah, teachers and just after school, you know, um, teachers as well, they can just feel like, you know, at some point they just don't care anymore. They just like, you know, this kid, he's going to continue to be bad. He ain't going to listen to yeah. us. So, you know what? Have they just you- feel like they could treat you any kind of way. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I've learned everything because I stopped being bad when I got to fifth grade. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like a change. It was just, just a switch. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm a little kid. Like, you, you got to understand. But you like, say fifth grade, but you know, it takes people many more years. <laughs> I had to of change. Of dicking around and yeah. playing around and, yeah. and just having fun until you're like, no, nah, I need to get my I, shit together. Yeah. I need, and I'm happy I did it then as opposed to like now. Because imagine, like, people like yourself or anybody wouldn't want to work with a person like me if they right. feel like um, all yeah. I rate and, you know, it's just. <laughs> I don't carry myself properly, so I'm happy. I mean, everything happened for a reason. But I did have a great childhood growing up. Nice. Um, you know, going to elementary school, and I went to Florida every every summer. Nice. Big shout out to my mom for that. And I always went to go see my auntie, my my grandmother, my uncle, yeah. just my mom's side of the family. I was I was like Florida became my second home, like a yeah. Florida boy. I, I slowly like what part of Florida? Miami. Ah, Miami. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes Coral Gables. Okay. You know, right. um, it, it was always fun. I've been to the Miami Heat Arena before, so I had an amazing summer. She felt like it was better than the camps here in New York. I mean, yeah. we get that fun experience. It was like literally, okay, school's done next week, yeah. Florida. I'll be with him a for real th- summer vacation. I was out there. For, oh my god, it's amazing! Swimming, roller coasters. Just- so it sounds like, you know, and and you're a child. When you're a child, you're growing up. Mm-hmm. You don't under oh, you don't always understand. You know everything, right? But you got to a certain point and really fast, right? right. How old are you? How are you? How old are you in fifth grade? I can't even. 10, I was 11, 10. 10. Right, 10? Years ago. So you think at 10 years old, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I'm grateful. I mm-hmm. get to have all these great experiences that my parents give me, that my family gives me. Right. Let me, you know, show that I appreciate it and let me just take this seriously. Right. Right. Especially when when you take your own, however, you know, however your education is, (laughs) you still have that choice to get what you want out of it. Has there been a teacher that you specifically that has specifically made a difference that you can recall or said something to you so poignant? You were like, oh, okay, that you still carry that with you. It's been some years. Uh, No, whether back or, or recent or. Um. Well, well, what we all know, obviously, elementary was a long time ago. Um, middle school and high school, I graduated five years ago. Well, high school was different. I wasn't bad. I was very quiet and shy. Yeah. Hmm. There, there is a guy. Um, his name was Mr. Francis. Um, because yeah, I, him, I don't know Mr. where Francis. where he's at right now, but he always said that um I carried myself uh, as a you know as a professional you know yeah. as a student I was. Very respectful, very um, eager to learn, very attentive to detail. Even though like my grades wasn't always the best in high school, but 
He just said like You know I was just different From a lot of students I was one of his favorite students And nice. I, I may not feel like nothing But it means a lot to it me It absolutely to know, does Because yes. you acknowledge the fact that I do work hard And all, and if I do slip up I'm going to get back up Yeah That's very important Right Alright Shout out to Mr. Francis Now We're about to get out of here Time flies when you're having fun <laughs> Okay cool so first of all, uh, for anyone looking for more information about DeJour, Day Thomas. Day Thomas NYC. Day Thomas NYC and his show, Kickback and Chill. Again, you can check out on him on Instagram, Kickback and Chill Show. Yes. And at Day Thrizzy NYC. Right. Also at uh, on Instagram as well. Right. Uh, YouTube, Day Thomas. Yeah. Again, you can check out that article about him on FastHeart.com. Am I leaving out anything? No, you're not. All right. Uh, oh, one more thing. <laughs> Website coming soon. Website coming soon. Merch is is coming out in two weeks. And oh, also, wow. Yes, so, we, and and will that be on a website where they can find that on your Instagram? It'll be on the website, Instagram, all around. Okay, so um, that's coming up two weeks. Yes, yes. All right. And and for everything we do here at Radio Free Brooklyn, we are coming up on five years. By the way, celebrating our fifth year anniversary. Check us out at Radio Free Brooklyn. Dot com. Other than having shows, we also run a teenage program at least three times a year. So check that out. For everything I do, you can find out more about me at junkandjam.com. Uh, Dave <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> thank you so very much for hanging out. Thank you for having me, man. Is there anything you want to impart our listeners with? Oh, yes. Like I said before, do everything with a purpose. Know your why. Have fun with life. Life is too short. Um, you know all the <laughs> all deaths that happen. You know, rest in peace, pop smoke, and you know other people that have died in their early twenties. You know, just yes. Happen. Actually, today, March 9th we lost our one of our influences, uh, Christopher Biggie? Biggie Wallace. Oh, a few snap. years ago, this is the, yeah, yeah. Man, if he was still alive, he'd be still killing the yeah. the rapping game. That's right. He definitely would be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that goes back to what you were saying earlier of, of, of all these people and influences. They are they are part of who makes us who we are. Yeah. If we choose to show the world that their legacy had a good influence on us, wow. right? That's always always a choice to be your best. Yeah. To put your best foot forward. Yeah. I definitely want to leave an impact on this world. Like my goals in life is you know, to get far with the show, leave an impact on this world, have my own business, um, be the CEO of my last name, leave my mark. Be the on CEO of your last yes. name. Yes. I guess that, that comes into play when you have kids later on down the line. Leave my mark on this earth. Like something with my name on it has to be on this earth before I go. Yeah. Has to, man. Whether it's on a on a building, a it's, book. If it's on a building, a book. Well, I don't think they're getting rid of your YouTube videos anytime oh, soon. Ah, man. You so always watch videos. Start. Years later, they still gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start, but you know the yes, thing is, is, it's not just your story. You're helping telling someone, you know, other people's stories. Yeah, it is. Already, you're starting to leave that legacy behind of of someone who's helped right. to shape the world in terms of telling other people's story. You know, and it's not just anybody, as you said. Right. You know, these people have a story to tell and and, and projects to share with the world that that also leave. A positive that have a positive influence on everyone right all right well we we literally have a minute okay hey hey uh, alexa alexa what's the weather right now in brooklyn it's 64 degrees fahrenheit with clear skies and that's sun that's right okay. throughout the day you can expect more of the same 
with a high of 66 degrees and a low of 50 degrees. Ah, she, she... Hope you have a good Monday. Th thank you so much. You too, thank Alexa. You. <laughs> and we wish you all a very happy Monday. And obviously, it's a nice day.